0: and welcome to Real Estate Real Talk. My name is Haley Bauer. Today, I'm joined by LaTanya Button, coming to you from Bryan College Station, the heart of Aggieland, as we discuss the ins and outs of getting your property ready to sell. The purpose of this podcast is to help educate you on the different real estate processes, as well as equip you as the buyer or seller to ask great questions to your agent. Thanks for joining us. So let's get started. We will be discussing what the seller should expect while under contract. So Latanya, talk to me about what's next. The buyer has decided that their home is the one. They've submitted an offer to
1: us. What's next in the process? So we've got an offer and this is a very rewarding time for the listing agents to have the opportunity to present that seller with an offer. And it's important to set the expectation that you may receive an offer as soon as it hits the market or it could be a while. And I'm sure you have experienced this too. There are times when maybe it may be a while before you get an offer in hand. And when you receive that very first offer, it is most likely someone that really wants the house. Yes. And the seller, they don't know, of course, right? If this is the first offer, the last offer, they don't don't really know. So it's difficult when they're getting... Uh, an offer in and the decision for whether this price maybe it's a little bit lower than the list price and so it can be a little bit overwhelming right and if they started too
0: high to start with and it's taken a while they've trickled down in the price now they've gotten an offer you know four to six months later or longer it's like super exciting that you've got an offer on the table yes
1: because when when a buyer puts in writing with their signatures an offer they're serious. Yes. When they've made an offer. And one thing that it's important that the seller asks for is the pre-approval letter. So they get that, the buyer will get that from their lender. And this will let the sale, seller know that the buyer has everything in place for their financing and the lender and they're ready to roll. Right.
0: And the listing agent's going to look at that. They're going to verify that, yes, they are pre-approved. Everything's
1: good. Right. And it'll also tell them, you know, is it a conventional loan? Is it an FHA loan? What What? Are yes. They, you know, Gives them an idea of how much they're putting down. So when they receive that offer, they typically do one of three things. They will accept it and sign it right there. And that means you have a valid contract. And everyone is then bound by the terms of that agreement, that contract. Secondly, he could counter it. So they could say it could be different items, right? Right list the price it could be a uh, closing date so anything that they want to counter with on that so when they counter it back now the ball is in the buyer's court
0: yes and usually they do counter that's what they typically
1: counter Usually, whether it's like i said the closing date or, or another term that a buyer has buyer's agent has presented thirdly the seller may choose to reject the offer and let the buyer know that they are more than welcome to submit a new offer And that's closer to that uh, asking price. Yeah. Usually you're too far apart or. Maybe there's multiple offers. Uh, Maybe they don't want to be bound um, going back and forth with you because there's other buyers that are coming in with an offer. So they want to be they want to be available to look at all offers. Um, We are in Texas and these are Texas real estate forms that are being completed. So the terms that are negotiable are mostly in the blanks. Yeah. So they're promulgated. Right. So it could be the offer price, the earnest money amount, the title company. And uh, also important is the title company, if the seller is paying for the title policy, which is typical, Mm -hmm. right, Um, they will pay for the title policy and then they can choose, the seller is welcome to choose which title company that is. Yes. And if a buyer comes in and says, hey, um, we want to use a different title company, for that title policy, then, you know, maybe they can offer to cover that cost. But typically, the um, the seller can choose that. Maybe there's seller paid closing costs listed on that contract or an option period, which we'll talk a little bit about later. So, but once all of these have been agreed upon by the seller and the buyer, then we have an executed contract and we're ready to roll. Yes. So, we have an executed contract. It's accepted. Now, we're under contract. What's next? And the buyer will make sure they have their earnest money check ready with that amount that was agreed upon, typically 1% in the contract. And this check is cashed by the title company and held in escrow foreclosing to be credited, of course, to the buyer. Or if the contract is broken according to the terms of that contract. Okay. So that's important.
0: Okay. So... That's been delivered. Now we're entering into the option period. That starts the very next day after the executed date on the contract. When all signatures and initials are in place. Right. That's so the next day. So as the seller, you need to be prepared. You know, inspections are happening next, usually pretty quickly. Right too. away, usually. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So
1: what does that look like? So the majority of the time the buyer has asked for a specific number of days, five to 10 days for an option period in that contract, and they pay an option fee to the seller of typically about $100 to $200. So during this time, the buyer usually chooses to have that home inspected. And they will order a mechanical, HVAC, wood-destroying insect. Many times, these inspections will be done on the same day, and the seller will need to plan to be out of the house for that time period. And there could be more, depending on what kind of property it is.
0: If it's farm and ranch, there could be a water well. There could be a septic. There's there's a lot of stuff that could be inspected on those right, and they'll
1: usually check the the water well, you know, get that um, inspected so that they'll know if that needs to be treated on a septic on a on a water well. Yeah, so that's in rural properties many times. So, so the buyer may or may not be at the inspection. Sometimes the uh, they'll be there with the buyer agent, but whether they are or not, they will get a detailed report of everything that the inspector finds. So Yes, you won't get that as the seller. Correct, because you didn't pay for it.
0: Right. So they technically own it because they've paid for it. So it's up to the buyer if they want to share that with you. Sometimes they will. Especially um, if they're
1: asking for a lot of things on that inspection report.
0: Yeah, if it's they're proof. asking, it, exactly.
1: It's proof that, hey, this
0: is not working. Take a look at this report. See here.
1: Right. So then the buyer, they will review this inspection report and see if there are any repairs that they're wanting the seller to fix or compensate them for if they repair them. So this this can be a very difficult process for the seller. Um, If the seller feels that they have kept their home in good repair and now the buyer is asking them to repair 15 items, it can be a very frustrating um, time or let's say the roof. Right. It can be emotional. Yeah. Very emotional. And they can say, Oh, the roof needs to be replaced. And they're like, What? I, I didn't even realize that, you know, there was any issues. And um, but many times the inspector will suggest that the buyer have that professional come out if they see an issue.
0: Yeah, if it's something above their, you know, realm of what they usually look
1: at, they'll have a specialist come in. So don't be surprised if they say, if they say, we're going to have a roofer come out and check it, or we need to come out and have an electrician check and check the wiring or see what that cost is going to look like. Because a lot of times the buyer don't know what something would cost. And the seller doesn't know what it may cost. And so everybody needs a clear picture of the costs that are involved so then they can make the best decision. Yeah, it takes time to get those quotes. Yes. My best advice to a seller is that brace yourself because there will be something that the buyer is going to ask. And depending on that initial negotiating the contract, the seller can feel frustrated, like if they've lowered the price, right? Yes. Um, They can be annoyed or depending on how the buyer's agent and the seller's agent work together, it just can be frustrating. So that's where it's important to understand when the buyer wants to buy and the seller wants to sell most of the time, we can work through it and get it done.
0: Yeah. And most of the time they're just going to ask for the most important things, you know, depending on if you have a good buyer's agent that you're working with on the other end. Other times you've got those buyers who just want to nickel and dime you and that's where you have to decide, you know. What is my budget
1: to allow for repairs? Right. That's true. That's true. Well, if in worst case scenario, of course, is that the buyer would terminate. Right. You know, the seller, they really don't have that option to terminate. No. And it's a huge letdown when they do terminate. It is. It is. But um, I, I know that a lot of times it is, there's a reason for it. Yeah, it's, right. it's a pretty big reason. It's too, a big reason because the they time. have they've put in money already. They've put in inspections. They've paid for their appraisal report. Maybe um, there's just different costs that they've already incurred. But if they do that um, during the option period, it must be done by five o'clock that last day of the option period to get their earnest money back. So and. And that one thing to note is that that clock starts ticking, like you had mentioned, the, the day after the contract was executed. Right. So, if you've got 10 days, you can count your 10 days down. And then it's the that day at five o'clock, that last day.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that last day can be kind of stressful, especially if you haven't heard from the buyer on if they want to proceed or, you know, if they even haven't asked for a repair. So, Make sure your listing agent is asking, you know, where are we at in the option period? Are they going to proceed? Are they going to terminate? It's good to know before it's to that know. last
1: hour. Right. And and it's important that the seller understands that the title company, they will deduct uh, the inspection invoices that have been sent to the title company, and then they will get their earnest money back from that. So it's right. a pretty big risk. It's and not it, the whole. It's not the whole. The whole earnest money. Yeah. So this decision is not made lightly. You know, it could. It could be because of the condition of the home, or it could be a major tragedy, right? Regardless of the reason, like you had mentioned, it's very disappointing.
0: And yeah. Highly
1: frustrating. Yeah. So. They
0: could have even had like a job loss or job transfer, where yes. they're not even coming to the area anymore. So I, many things. So can many happen. things. One
1: one individual, I found out they had a major illness. Right. And so then they're like, well, this is not going to be something we can do right now. Yeah. And had to terminate. But uh, thankfully, it's not typically the case. And once you're under contract, more than likely, it's going to make it to closing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. More than likely, it will. You know, regardless, if if they do have to terminate, though, it is frustrating because you got to start all over again. But it's okay because your agent's going to help you get through it. Yes.
1: Yes. Let's talk about the appraisal. I think would be good uh, next. So after that option period is complete, the next important thing to watch for is the appraisal. Okay. So an appraiser will be ordered. They'll ordered by the lender, and unless it's a cash deal, if it's cash deal, then the buyer can decide if they right. want to get an appraisal. But if they're getting a loan, then uh, the lender will order that appraisal, and they'll schedule a time with the seller's agent, and they'll come out and um, go over go over the home and see the value and and do their CMA and and mark the price. And that's
0: a third party. Like they're not affiliated with the lender. They are kind of the lender's eyes to see if there's any lender required repairs. Right. That are going to be determined. Like if there's wood rot on a house, they might call that out. And, you or know, major
1: settling problems. Major. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So they might call out some things and then, you know, you've already gone through the repair negotiation process, but then you kind of have to hold your breath and see if there's going to be any
1: lender required repairs, especially if it's an older home. Yes, that's important. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, it'll everything will come and go and there won't be any hiccups. And it's possible you may not even hear anything concerning the appraisal. I mean I've had that happen we're just moving forward and and no one hears but and that's awesome but because that means we're moving forward and we're headed to closing so yes. that's nice. So what happens if it doesn't meet value? Of course we would love for each home right to make value and not yes. have to deal with another nego- frustrating negotiation because yes, it's to all the emotional. Table. Yes. It's very emotional. And um that's not always the case. So if the home comes in under the agreed upon price in the contract depending on the type of buyer there's several options. One of the options is they can meet with their lender, and depending on what type of loan they have or how much they're putting down, the lender can advise them of their options. Um, another option is the buyer and the seller can negotiate a compromise. And this process is typically only about a week or so before closing. So that can be frustrating. So it's very important that all parties work together to find a solution if that, that's a problem. But um, I, time and again, I've seen it work, and most likely it'll work. For you as the seller um one thing I wanted to talk about is the financing addendum. okay so there's a set number of days according to the contract that the buyer can cut, can back out and get their earnest money back due to the financing
0: yes and as the seller you want that to be the shortest number of days possible correct as the buyer you want it to be the longest number of days possible
1: yes and most lenders have done their homework um, up front and they have a good understanding. Of yeah. The buyer's financial situation, but there's always rare occasions when it just doesn't work out that way, and the buyer intended to purchase the home, right? But we have to work through that if that if that comes up. So, okay, talk to me about closing. How, what does that look like? So when we get closer to the closing date, the listing agent will need to reschedule a time for the seller to close at the title company, and the early morning is always the best, right? Um, yes, but that's not always possible, so maybe they had to take off work or. They needed to travel, right, to get into town. So, yeah. Um, but the title companies, they do fill up quickly, and especially if it's a Friday or near the end of the month. And the best to s- time to set up closing is for a weekday. Yes. Right. And hopefully between eight and noon. Um, that's your golden hours to get the property to close and fund the same day. Yeah, those are two different things. Those are two different things. So you close, you sign all the papers. That can take about you know 30 minutes or less for a seller. But then the title company will finish up the paperwork. They'll send it to the lender and the lender looks it over, gives their stamp of approval, and then gives authorization back to the title company. And that's funding.
0: Right. And that's when the seller can choose to have
1: it wired to them or if they want to receive a check. Yes. Yes. And of course, the buyer, they're very excited. Right. they And we're glad that they're excited because that's really what has carried them through this process the ups and downs of it. Yeah. So they're asking for keys. Yeah. Common goal here. Common goal. And they're wanting the keys. And um, so they're very excited and they're ready. (laughs) They're ready for the closing fund. Yeah.
0: And as the seller, you need to decide up front if you're going to give the keys when it closes or when it funds.
1: Yes, that's, that's an important important, important decision. Um, and to and to make sure that their house is ready. Typically, the buyer will walk through the day before. Yes. Some will do the day of closing, but most likely the day before. It needs to be cleaned. It needs everything to be, out.
0: Yeah, everything out. It needs to be like you would want to receive the house.
1: Yes, and the seller and the seller they may have a lot of things that they've had to move out. And I've seen that they sometimes will wait to the last minute. But you want you want to get everything out. Yeah, leave it better than you found it, if possible. I agree. I agree. So, um, but this is a very time, very exciting time for the seller and the buyer. So awesome. It's exciting. Well, that
0: wraps it up for now. Next time we will be discussing another exciting episode. Thank you, LaTanya, for joining me today and sharing your experiences with our listeners. We're very excited for the opportunity to share the real estate processes with all of you. Uh, If you have a topic you would like for us to cover, please email us at realtalkaggieland at gmail.com. As always, check us out on other podcasts on iTunes or YouTube. And when you have a real estate question, give us a call. Thanks for joining us today on Real Estate Real Talk.